Pepe Boys and Boys LLC subsidiary. Terms and conditions apply. Boy. Uh oh. Uh oh. We got, we got one Cano boy. I mean, I can speak for myself. I'm I'm one Cano boy right here. We got one. Go for Pete. I don't know. If uh, a, I don't know if there's a second Cano boy here. Oh, Cano boy here, Pete. Uh, Pete. so then you're 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 supposed to say, oh, there's another Cano boy. Like you're the other Cano boy. I am the other Cano boy. Oh boy, two Cano boys. Go for Cano. Oh, Cano boy, Pete over here. Well, that's not what we're going by anymore. And go for Josh Pitt. And this is our new. Um, I, I guess it's a company w- uh, under the umbrella of mm-hmm. Poboys LLC. Yeah, it's a tax haven. We, we um, are in our respective states, but we're slingshotting this from a Cayman account so that yeah, the Knoboy all of our credits, um, whether that's um, the what is it? The Mon- Moncala Mari. Um, oh my gosh. We just saw the credits at that uh, Mando experience. Boy, did we. Wasn't that worth the wait? There are a lot of people that are like, this was such a great thing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. I do believe that everyone enjoyed it. I did enjoy it as well. But I'm also yeah. like, I don't know, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you see one Bantha, you see them all. Um, it was very cool. It was very cool. I'm just being yeah. a, a grouchy old no, guy. I haven't totally recovered from my my week long adventure. I'm still catching up on sleep. I'm still maybe a little cranky, I guess. I am still. I was still in celebration mode because I was driving past the Starbucks today, and there's a guy. And this isn't even the right costume, but I was driving past so I could um, see this guy's back. He was wearing a tan. He was wearing a tan polo blue pants and my mind was like that's a weird han solo cosplay and i turned around <laughs> it was it was just a guy going to work and i'm like oh who's, who wears a tan polo to work uh um, yeah that's the mo- that's the mode i'm still in i'm officially out as of earlier today i have logged out of the po boys twitter account which i'm never logged into but i logged into it over the course of celebration i'm now You're logged out of that i'm done mm-hmm. with that for the foreseeable future i am i'm done i am out <clears throat> Um, well, you got a good bit of details too. So let's talk. If you want to listen to celebration coverage, I pinned it on our uh, Twitter. Yeah, three great episodes. I would argue they get better as they go. I think we were maybe very, 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 very tired the first one, but two and three are great. Episode two in particular, fashion show. That was a good one. I'll start with this. Um, we we start celebration. And I got an offender bender. Okay, I've been calling it an accident, <laughs> but um, I was driving like a. This is before a I even showed up in California. Before I even showed up, yet. I'm fine. Um, but I got rear-ended by a semi truck. I was in like a sports a sports car, and my mom, the friend, um, you know, fan of the po- number one po po boy fan, mm-hmm. um, one and only, call, calls me, and she, does she ask how I am? No, she's like, and she she says, oh. Josh didn't get into any panels. Are you serious? And I'm like, that is your response? Like, not, hey, I heard you were in an accident. Are you okay? She's like, that sucks that Josh didn't get into any panels. And I'm like, yeah, he's fine. By the way, so am I, the one that was in a car accident. Oh, brother. Um, 
but so let's let's talk about Sunday, day four. So we weren't there yeah. for day four. Stuff happened. Stuff definitely happened. Yeah. Bad Batch panel, Bad Batch season two, new Bad Batch trailer, Vision mm-hmm. season two, going global. Uh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's super interesting. They're going Spain and India, I I believe. And Chile, uh, I think, was in there. And then California ooh, okay. is also highlighted on that map. <laughs> Exotic California, from which no Star Wars content has ever uh, spawned. Yeah, so that'll be... We're going to do one episode of um, Two I'm or Two I'm shocked you agreed to that. No, <laughs> I know you really I mean, enjoyed it, but I, yeah, I th- uh, we'll see. Well, but I think I think one episode for all of them. Well, it's also... Um, It'll be a long episode. Calm down. It's going to be... Is it... It's this year or next year? That's a great next question. Year, right? I don't remember. I, yeah, maybe spring 2023 or fall 2022. I don't remember. But there's there's so much up. content that it would just... I mean, we are the content kings, but... Sure. Doing... Like, this year, we've got Andor and Bad Batch. I don't know if they're going to overlap at all. Yep. Diego Boys and Echo Boys. And then next year we have Mando on Pager Boys. Then we have whatever we're going to call Ahsoka. Still Um, still working on that one. Yeah, TBD on that one. And then 2020 Boys and then whatever other project uh, they might just like announce out of nowhere. Sure. Um, But so, yeah, there's that. Um, Celebration got announced to be in Europe. It's in London. Yes. Let's talk about this. Mm hmm. Now let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> Who are you going to go with? So I'm not, I, I don't like to be too political here, but um, I'm not a fan of Brexit. Oh. <laughs> so I haven't been, I haven't had an English muffin in probably a year or two. Yeah. You only have freedom um, muffins now. I only have freedom muffins, freedom fries. Mm-hmm. Um, well, sorry. Freedom I order tea. them. I, I don't look at them. I was sorry. I look at him. I you can't have and you. Josh saw this face to face, and so did um, one of our. Uh, I call him fans. You call him friends of the pod. Um, saw, but anyway, it's in London. I'm not going. Um, what? I would be surprised if I do go. But granted, I don't think we plan to go to Anaheim. I thought we were like Anaheim's far. And then you and I both like talked each other into it like the week before the tickets were up. Like, yeah, we should go. Let yeah, let's go. God, now you're um, making me worried that that crap's gonna happen again. I really don't think it will. I don't. I can't. I I can't go to London to wait in line to buy t-shirts at the celebration store. I just can't. Do it. I know I'm becoming an old man. Maybe I'm becoming a little cynical. Um, well, they announced it was in London, it... and I was at the mm-hmm. airport in Chicago waiting for my delayed flight back home, and I was like, absolutely not. And then, fortunately, I realized that it will be taking place over my first wedding anniversary, and so that's all the excuse I need not to go. But I got home at the airport, and my wife picked me up, and I said, if Star Wars Celebration was in our city next week, I would not go. <laughs> I was just so over it. I get. I mean, not knocking the convention. I we. I had a good time. It's just. It's a lot, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about celebration another time. But it definitely well, wore me out. I had a lot going on beforehand. To be fair, I came into it already exhausted. Yeah, because you. If I'll. I won't 
talk too much into your personal life, but you literally had an event every day that week. Yeah. You had something Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we went straight into celebration. So I've never met somebody that has had that many like different things in your direction. Did I emotionally check in on you? No. No. Um, because I knew that you were emotionally too busy available. Watching basketball. <laughs> I think that the most emotion that was shared during that whole weekend was me screaming about basketball um, at that that time. Well, um, someone checked in and asked if I managed to not kill you over the weekend. And I said, barely. And he said, oh, Pete knew where to draw the line. And I said, no, I think I did. (laughs) I drew the line at killing. (laughs) yeah, I'm really. I mean, I there's three people it could be. So um, I'll, I'll, <laughs> the I'll, answer I'll, may surprise you. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, save off off air, off air, off air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Star Wars celebration in London. I'd be shocked if you see the Po Boys there. Um, visions. I mean, I guess cool. like if we have some oh, huge Chris, windfall. <laughs> we just we we also. I mean, miss Christopher Sean. We miss Christopher Sean. Yeah, so when brutal. he goes to London, we'll probably miss him there too. Yeah. Um, that sucks, but that's cool that he was uh, still there, and you know, like people were excited. Oh, yeah. And I saw him and Bobby Moynihan were hanging out, which like that would have been amazing. Boy, I would love to kick it with those dudes. Yeah, and I also like um Mr. Mayor. Which is Bobby Moynihan's? Um, he has a network show right now. Oh, um, I gotcha. Yeah, he's 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 good in it. Um, he's good in everything. He's Bobby Moynihan. I Makes me cannot come resistance. up with a. I can't come up with a counterexample of it. So I tend to. I I agree wholeheartedly. Then what we're not talking about is Bad Batch. Um, I don't know if they aired episodes. I assume that they aired episodes. Um, but the Bad Batch panel... I don't think that they did. Really? Okay. Okay, so you were just yanking my chain earlier. But yeah, because I... um, I wish I could remember the reporter's name. I apologize, I can't remember her name. But uh, someone from Bleeding Cool, which is like a comic book news website, and I'm not normally one to plug those things, but I followed their coverage, so uh, give them credit where credit is due. She live-blogged the Bad Batch as she live-blogged the Ahsoka panel or the Mando panel that Pete was at. So I just sat on the ground at the convention, refreshing this live blog, getting updates. And she also did the Bad Batch one. And I don't think that there was an episode screened. No, I mean, the only thing I've, the only things I've seen is I saw the trailer, which the trailer is available for everybody. And I do think they maybe showed a slightly different trailer. I have seen something about that. Okay, that makes sense. Because I, I, when I went to Mando, I get a longer trailer for Mando than yeah. the Thursday people did. But that being said, um, I don't know if you want to get it. Like I vaguely remember um, the Bad Batch trailer. I mean, it's a lot of like Sid trying to talk them out of doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like half the trailer, and then new look, um, new yeah, helmet for uh, Omega. Yeah, Mega has a helmet, which was like a Michelle Ang question. Like, why am I wearing a pajamas? Yeah. Um, can, can I can I get can I get um a, like a uniform and a helmet, please? Yeah. Um. So looks kind of weird right now because it was only like a singular shot or two, but I'm I'm sure it'll be a lot. You know, it won't be as clunky as the show goes on. And then yeah, for they, sure. 
they um <laughs> i i think it's only a few episodes that they're showing but there's like crab people from like a donkey kong or a super mario game that mm-hmm. they're g- being chased by which i wasn't familiar with um that species mm-hmm. i think it might just be giant crabs i don't even know if they're people i think they're just crab monsters yeah, but a lot of times with the stuff they draw from it. So, like, we're going to talk mm. about in the Obi-Wan episode, they drew from some legend stuff, um, which I just recently realized. But I don't know if it is, you know, uh, crab people from Crabalon. Um, but the, I mean, the big thing people are freaking out about is Gungi. Gungi, Gungi, yeah. Gungi. Gungi sounds more right. Um, which was the Wookiee Jedi from the Ahsoka arc. Bad ones. Yeah, season uh, first, five. First getting there's a the first episode is they're on um the spa- the ice planet where they get their lightsabers. Just escaping. Um yep. And that's what turns into Starkiller Base, I believe. Yes, yeah, Starkiller uh, Nay Ilum. Um and you can see Ilums in um Fallen Order as well. So they're on that planet, they do their lightsaber episode, and then it's what a three, four episode arc? Uh, oh, it's because... four episodes, baby. And um, they get taken over by Pop. The whole episode about the um, Jedi training ship. That yeah, it, they have that they put... the lightsaber droid. I think voiced by one Doctor Who or another. I can't remember if it was Matt Smith or David Tennant. Mm-hmm. And then they like explain all this stuff, and they give like Ahsoka, who is a Padawan. Like, which is just kind of bizarre, but you know anything with Ahsoka is good. Yes. Um, so you know it's just like going through um, all of that. I, for some reason, thought it might be the, and I'm probably getting this confused. But there's the episode where Ahsoka gets um, enslaved, he's being hunted, and wasn't there a Wookiee Jedi in that, or is it just a normal Wookiee? Was it was it Chewbacca? Just a Wookiee, it's Chewbacca. There's okay. one that gets just she gets hunted by Trandosians in that one. She gets she plays at being enslaved in another arc when they are trying to break up that slaving ring from the cat people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. So I mean, I texted you that trailer and people were just freaking out. But I don't know if I'm being cynical or I was just low energy. But I'm like, you know, they're going to show him getting mu- like <laughs> murdered, right? Like I didn't. There's some things I don't need to see. I understand that, you know, there's however many thousands Jedi and, you, mm-hmm. and Disney seems to want to show you how each and every one was killed and murdered. Or um, how each and every one survived, but somehow yeah. isn't present later, which is fine, which is fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I would prefer them writing some way out of it, but it also, I, okay, let's not get into that. So that was, those were the big things on Sunday. Um, yeah. Am I missing anything? Not that I am aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to do the recap of celebration now, or do you want to get into Obi-Wan? Uh, I mean, I don't have too much more to say about celebration, so may as well get that out of the way. Yeah. Um, I think that our celebration was about as smooth like it was the least eventful of the ones that we've been to um yeah maybe because the first one 
we went to Orlando and we were like, have to go to the Rebels panel. So like we basically were like, if there's anything we're gonna do, it's that. Yeah. And then we were kind of like more bright eyed with that. Yeah, Chicago, I knew the first one and mm-hmm. yeah. And then Chicago, you and I had the good fortune of getting into the two biggest ones. Yeah, yeah, between um, the two so of that, us. So that was kind of like Saturday's your big day, Friday's my big day, and then we kind of and the Clone Wars panel on Sunday as well. Yeah, which yeah, we just lucked into. Yeah. yeah, which we just lucked into. And this one, it was kind of like the you know no movies re- re- were released. Well, I guess some directors announced. announced. Yeah, no, that was already. It just said Taika Waititi. We already knew that. Um, so it was really just Mando was like the was like the big thing. I guess, um, or in the, and I mean Andor and. But it's it was just like new information about stuff we already knew, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, even down to like, oh, we didn't know Visions was getting a second season, but we knew Visions was a thing. Um, and then it was like, yeah, I I don't know it. Like I said, maybe I'm I'm getting cynical. I had a good time. The costumes were great. It, at the end of the day, well, it did kind of feel like I traveled really far to just give Disney a bunch of my money for T-shirts and stuff. Which is. <laughs> Uh, one cynical way of describing any of the celebrations, but also the thing about this too is there's so there's two things. One is we were fortunate enough that you and I were relatively responsible. You were more responsible than I was about COVID, um, because I had my mask off a couple times, just got too hot. But like we were masking up for almost everything. We took some pictures off, uh, with our masks off, but like put them back on. There's a bunch of people posting that they have COVID from the convention. Um, but it's also not surprising in the least yeah Um, it's a lot of people i will say i again i'm off of the po voice twitter now i'm done with the takes i've been overtaken by takes but i did see and it is kind of like look not trying to point fingers or or shame anyone didn't see anyone on twitter complaining about nobody wearing masks during the convention uh afterwards today and stuff i was seeing people start to to complain about it and i did see someone point out like yeah they can't spare anyone to enforce the mask mandate but you can bet that they're going to be all over anyone trying to film their precious footage on their cell phone so like yeah can't really argue with that i mean i've seen people upset about like it's not fair that people that go to the convention get to see this footage that eventually everyone's gonna get to see like it's fine i don't know maybe i'm biased um but that is definitely another take on that. Uh, yeah, they, they were not enforcing that at all. There were people at the door being like, put your mask on, and then people put their mask on, go inside, take it right off. Yeah, and then the second thing I'll say about this was it kind of will sound like we are not as excited about the convention. I mean, it was, it was a great convention. Um, it's a unique experience of like nonchalantly being like, oh, I'm walking to get... Um, a weird ice cream with like three mandos mm-hmm. um, that is now kind of desensitized to at least me of like this is normal this is yeah. like a cool experience you're kind of with that community the second thing is for a lot of people um, you know they're still in the they the pandemic never stopped for them not to say that like it stopped for for me either of mm-hmm. you know I'm vaccinated I mask up um, because I all boosted, know, boosted. Um, I can't really afford to get COVID in certain parts, especially in this season, because I'm traveling so much. But for a lot of people, this was like their thing. Because like I've been to some big events, you know, um, 
um, since COVID started. You've been to some big events. So we're kind of desensitized to this being like, oh, this is our big thing in terms of a massive amount of people because I've been around a lot of people. You've been around a lot of people. So this wasn't our like first, oh man, we haven't done anything in COVID, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah, which I feel like for a lot of people, it was kind of like they haven't had that community um, and been in an experience that long. So it was, you know, if I if say this this thing had been in the twenty twenty when it was supposed to be, I probably I would have been completely different. I, I probably wouldn't have even gone. But ha- had I gone, it would have been a kind of more like emotional because of everything that had ha- been happening at that point. But kind of where you and I are at in our lives, uh, we have kind of a different perspective from that so not to say that yeah. celebration wasn't like a great great time um yeah, you know there's just like a lot of life happening as well at least i mean yeah. for me personally so it's you know it is kind of prioritized a little lower than it maybe would have been uh in, in the past and i think i think a year off will do me some good uh because it's never been or i mean it's been back to back a handful of times but since we have been going it has never been back to back it was 17 it was 2019 it's going to be 2020 and then it's 2022. So yeah, uh, less than a year from now, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. But again, um, feel free to quote this at us. when It's like whenever time in June and we're like, Whoa. we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I know how uh, much I paid to get to California. Like, it's probably going to be the same price, oh, which yeah, is really honestly. sad. Um, actually, it's probably, uh, you know what? I don't know anything about distance. Not worth getting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably talk about other celebration stuff um, as it comes to mind. But sure. Um, I mean, we literally recorded two hours worth of pod. Um, so <laughs> feel free to take oh, a listen to that. that. Yeah. Um, let's get into. So this is um, our first episode of our Obi Wan coverage. Yep. Um, oh boy, you can know, boys. Oh, two, no, 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 boys. Um, yep. And we are going to do part one and part two as one episode. Yes, um, as they were released. Well, they weren't released as one episode, but released at the same time. So we're going to follow little, the release schedule. As a little context, this was released on Thursday of Celebration. Yep, we, opening day. Um, we, were, we were fortunate enough. We basically spent all that money on flights just so we could be on Pacific time. Yeah. So we could watch it at a reasonable time which yep. was at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight for other people, which would have been really nice. Um, like, if this was a show, say they released, like, Ahsoka at this time, mm-hmm. I would stay up at midnight to watch oh, sure. from, like, midnight to 2 o'clock or whatever. Like, that would... I would be pretty excited about that. I I mean, um, maybe a couple other shows I'd just wait until the morning to watch, but that would be definitely reasonable for me. Yeah. Now, that being said... Um, we watched the we watched the first episode together on Thursday um, in our hotel. Didn't but I watched Wi-Fi. it like Moon Knight, constantly nodding in and out of consciousness and coming to a few seconds later. Yeah, and then um, you just completely um, lights out. Good night for yeah. the second episode, and Didn't even I the Wi-Fi was so bad. I watched the second episode, the last half of it from my phone. Um, but since then, you and I have both watched it um, yesterday, so we have at least 
Um, I've seen episode three, uh, episode two, part two, at least three times now. Uh, mm-hmm. We've both seen all of them at least two times. So yeah, I'll um, be rewatching with of... the wife here shortly. I'm sure. So maybe I'll she's have you like it. fresher takes. Yeah, she's definitely gonna like it. So we'll see. Um, I, I, it's good. It's yeah. It's um, it's very good. Now let me. So this is spoilers. Yeah, we're going uh, we're to gonna be jump- here. Episode one we're- and two. If you haven't watched both, we're not going to bounce back and forth. Just if you haven't gotten through episode two, sign off now. Come back so later, gonna- please. Like and subscribe. I'm going gonna- I'm gonna to talk about two controversies, okay? And uh, these are- all right, let's... These- yeah, okay. okay. Let's talk about okay. this and get okay. this out of the way. Okay, so um, the first one was my brother said, this show is good except for the end part of episode one which is when Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. and his two goons from Guardians of the Galaxy are chasing Leia through the forest. And he's like, they should have caught her in like three seconds. Like, this is like... <laughs> well, he's Flea. It's... All his muscles are in his finger. He's sure. a bass player. He, he's not a freaking but, runner. But he, but he's like, yeah. Do you understand how fast 10-year-olds are? They are not fast. Now, Grant, this sounds like my brother's a, pre- uh, a predator, but um, <laughs> he is not. Uh, that was kind of like a, you know, this is just for show, blah, blah, blah. Like, I I, I, I wasn't going to explain anything away. I'm like, yeah, um, adults would be able to catch a 10-year-old. Um, and they did. And they did. Um, now, here's the way I'm going to phrase this, okay? So there has been hate on um, young Leia, mm-hmm. and there's been recent um like visceral hate of moses ingram mm-hmm. that she posted all of the racist white supremacist stuff that's posted so yeah. as opposed to platforming that garbage let's just say what we liked about those characters because i, sure. I yeah let's, let's let's address mm-hmm. it briefly because you and i had conversations off pod about this over the course of celebration and i guess it's obviously like it's my privilege to be able to check in and out of that hatred. And I am fully admitting that, but I guess like my concern, like, again, a lot of this is coming from being on star Wars Twitter for one week out of the, you know, four years we've had this podcast or whatever, but I had, you know, I, I think it's, it's well-intentioned when people are like reposting and stuff. obviously Moses Ingram definitely should have done what she did and shined a light on the treatment she was receiving. Not questioning that at all. It was gross was happening and it, you know, we should not forget that there is this toxicity out there. But I, I do wonder sometimes if this hatred is more amplified by people reposting it to refute it online, like our, you know, other, other Star Wars social media fans and stuff like that. I don't know, but it, it just makes me wonder about the, um, effectiveness of, of giving that vitriol more of a platform. And so obviously, again, I think Moses Ingram was, was right to shine a light on her experience joining Star Wars and how people very grossly reacted to that. But I also, I don't want to give those terrible people a platform on our podcast every week where we spend time refuting their utter nonsense um the gross people who disagree with all of that obviously um but i don't know i'm wondering what the most effective way of of counteracting that is and i wonder if it's not 
to just you and I, like you said, kind of talk about what we're enjoying about this show. Um, but I don't know. But again, yeah. you don't want you don't want to ignore that stuff and pretend it's not there. That is not at all my intention. Um, I just am wondering if it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Shoot myself in the foot here. But that's kind of where I'm thinking right now. And I'm, I'm developing my thoughts on the matter. So I'll I'll say um, so Rivas is um, Moses Ingram. She's famous from um, Queen's Gambit, where she was in a bunch of episodes. Um, she was like main uh, main cast. Um, she plays the third sister, who's kind of the big bad because you can't have like Vader immediately going after Obi-Wan right. um, in this. And she's a new Inquisitor. So we've seen like seven or nine Inquisitors at this point. Um, ten. They bring ten. Ten. To, well, that I could find. I did a quick Wikipedia thing because these, mm-hmm. these Inquisitor rankings, ever since Rebels, Dave Floyd was like, oh, no, yeah, we'll explain it. It's whatever. Fourth brother, ninth sister, whatever. It, it makes sense. There's a, there's a method to our madness. But I'm like, yes, there though. And I was looking today to see if there were any numbers that were doubled up. Like if there was a fifth brother and a fifth sister or anything like that. And as far as I could tell, there's like a mention of a third brother in like a Star Wars encyclopedia type thing. Uh-huh. But it seems like in large in stories that they don't double up so well, that's so, something who's trilla the second um, sister she's second sister okay that makes sense too based off of where you see her because right. rivas <clears throat> is third sister right uh, but then they're also like you're the least of us but then i'm I wondering think... mm-hmm. my theory <laughs> just gonna go all out with it now i'm gonna you know, lay out the blueprints my theory is they're saying she's, you know, you're the least of us because she is a defected Jedi that was holding out the longest, maybe. You know, she did like Grand Inquisitor, based on Charles Soule's comics, he was ready to go day one. Order 66, great, sign me up. I'll be in the Empire. Let's do this. I want to get into Jocasta News Library and read her forbidden books, so I'll be a bad guy. So I imagine maybe Reva held out a lot longer, and so there's an indemnity between her and the Inquisitors that maybe joined up a little earlier. And then I also think maybe that the numbers are just straight up based on like kill rankings or something. But looking at this list of Inquisitors, I will not spoil anything from anything, but looking at the list of Inquisitors, there are higher number Inquisitors that have died. And when we see higher, higher up, lower number Inquisitors rather that have died. And when we see higher up numbered Inquisitors, much later, they still have their current numbers. So what's going on here? I don't know. Yeah, and to I got those listeners that haven't all over the walls. So to those listeners that haven't watched Rebels, you didn't play uh, the video game Fallen Order. You didn't read the Ahsoka book. Um, maybe some pod's going to explain all the numbers. This isn't the pod. No. We'll just say that in the episode, there's Grand in the two episodes. There's Grand Inquisitor. Is mm-hmm. um by Rupert Friend, Rupert Fiend, Rupert Friend. Um, Friend. There's Rivas, uh, Moses Ingram, Rio's third, third sister. sister. We have the fifth brother, mm-hmm. um, Sun Kang. Who, and then th- we have a, a sister who Can't maybe Wikipedia, maybe Wikipedia has already like she. The only thing she talks about is she 
grabs somebody and shows the bounty on Obi-Wan in episode two. So I've, I, it's like I haven't seen sister her. like sister or 10th sister based on the okay. ones I can remember. Okay, so she's One been shown in other stuff before then? No. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, she was not named in the, in the episode. Um, maybe she was named like in the cat, like in the, um, actor sheet at the end, but yeah, maybe that being said, um, new character, uh, presumably the first scene where they, um, add to the order 66 reel. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, so we watched it from my computer. It was kind of grainy. I've since watched it. Um, I think it's supposed to pretty clearly show that Rivas is Riva is one of those people. Yeah, I mean that I would assume, though it could just be misdirection. My assumption, here I go again, we roll out this carpet, we get my last bit of irresponsible speculation out, is you know, you have Riva turning on Grand Inquisitor, killing him, really breaking uh breaking orders left and right to get Kenobi to get favor with Vader. And then we also have in the end of episode two, she knows Vader's Anakin. So I can't help but theorize, is this something where, like, she was there, that was her, she saw Anakin there doing what he was doing, and she just wants to get to Kenobi to get favor with Darth Vader to take revenge on Anakin for Order 66. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool theory. Um, I know in the comics there's one or two Inquisitors that... Vader believes are going to do the exact same thing that they're just right. close, close to him. It's mm-hmm. like a Twi'lek um, Inquisitor or something like that. Yeah, that is in the Charles Soul run. I don't remember the specifics, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, I mean they're basically Reva is the villain that maybe they'll develop a backstory for. They mm-hmm. did a good job with that with um, Trilla. Is yeah, uh, Trilla was great. The, Trilla, which was in Fallen Order, mm-hmm. they show two. They show two Inquisitors, I believe. Um, they yeah, show the, the second sister one, and the ninth sister. And, uh, this uh, female Dewudan, mm-hmm. ninth sister, who's a, it's a cool battle. Um, so I I think that they I I was a little uh, more shallow in my analysis. I'm like, this is a person that Obi Wan's gonna kill. Like that's they're not- setting this <laughs> up. Like, oh, okay, because I know that he's not gonna <clears throat> stomp. Or at least I'm guessing he's not going to stomp on Vader. They're making him look super weak. That yeah. like this person, like you would imagine, at one point in Episode Three, that Obi Wan could probably take all three of those people, um, yeah. relatively easily because we see it. And granted, you know um, the relative. Uh, skill and power is hard to determine from a cartoon, an animation to live action to the movies, but Obi-Wan's supposed to be one of the top guys. Yeah. And Grievous, like the whole thing about Grievous is like he's got, you know, 30 or whatever lightsabers of, of just Jedi he's mopping up left and right, and Obi-Wan's able to take him out. So, like, he's like that, that one Jedi in the first episode whose name escapes me. Um, yeah, Benny Safty. <laughs> um, sure, that would be weird for there to be two Bens, but let's go with that. Well, that's the um, actor's name. Yeah, okay. And for him to get, you know, like he 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 went to Obi Wan for a reason, right? He mm-hmm. he was he stuck around. He's like, oh, Obi Wan, like he's one of the he's one of the big dogs, one of the the top ten 
um you know he's getting the, the big contract if he's if he's a professional Oof. player professional jedi etc um but I, I would be really cool for the description that you're talking about with reva of like her having that reason of seeing anakin or 66 and that being kind of her determining factor for that yeah i mean who knows i kind of hope i'm wrong because i want to be surprised and you know speculation is whatever also just one more bit of speculation i'm gonna lob out here a lot of lot of uh grand inquisitor getting miffed at reva trying too hard very um very office politics kind of vibe there where he's getting Mm -hmm. overly ambitious and he's like no don't do that and i keep thinking all throughout these episodes i keep thinking well Without without giving anything away from Rebels, at one point in Rebels, uh, the Grand Inquisitor does say there are things worse than death, and you believe him when he says that. I mean, Jason Guy is an incredible actor, and he really sells that line. And I'm wondering if him and his cronies are just kind of like, look, if we get very ambitious and we succeed, great. But if we get very ambitious and fail at anything that is in any spotlight whatsoever. Darth Vader will choke us to death. We will die. So it's best to just do medium work and not make any ripples and just kind of keep on keeping on. Because if we get close to Kenobi, let him go, we're dead. So let's just like C plus average here. You know, keep it, keep it going easy. Don't rock the boat. Now... Reva in episode two does the, you know, um, I forget what the term is, but goes into the, uses the forest to go into Haja's mind. Yeah. And all of Darth Maul, all of Kylo Ren. But or Maul, I should say. Do we see Anakin do that at one point? I don't think so. Maybe in, Clone War, maybe in Clone Wars. Because we haven't really seen Anakin since kylo ren except in the season seven of clone wars and like the bad bat jark he's kind of a main guy but i don't think because after episode seven came out in rebels they had maul use it but i don't think anakin has been shown to use it because i mean the they are rewriting vader making him more imposing they did that a great job of that with rogue one Mm -hmm. um i assume that they're going to do something similar to that with this Mm -hmm. of showing just how massively imposing it is. And they do that in the last, they do that in the last um, scene of it where they're showing him um, in his chamber. Now let's talk before we get to Haja, um, who's great. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about um, the actress that plays Alea, Mm -hmm. kid Leia. Um, She was at celebration and so is the kid that plays Luke. Although both of their names are escaping me right now. Um, yeah, Vivian, I think something, but I don't remember. Yeah, she so she's great. Um, the scenes that she's been in with Obi Wan are hilarious. Mm-hmm. She like kids are stupid and <laughs> do just you know. There's a show that they do the they say the darnest things, and she's very believable of a ten year old. Like, ooh, food. Ooh, yeah. gloves. Yeah. You did this? Get away from me. I'm going to run. Now, the jumping thing was a little... Eh, but, like, again, kids are stupid. So, all of it makes perfect sense. The banter oh, sure. is is uh, great. So, okay, look. We got... 
I'm not going to sit here and pretend Ewan McGregor looks like a grandpa. Like, nice try. Not buying it. Not buying that even a little kid is like, you look old. You don't look old. Make him look old. You could make him look old. They didn't make him look old. I'm not buying that she thinks he's a grandpa. It's okay, though, other than that. Um, yeah, well, she just wants to dig at him. Yeah. So how do you, how do you feel about them, like, really leaning hard into Leia uses the Force for her intuition? Because they Did are they like, that? yeah, that's like the that's that's my understanding is like her showing with her force potential is through the she like, you know, um, just destroys her cousin so badly that I skipped it the second time I watched it because I was like, uh, this, interesting. Is uncom- this is this is uncomfortable. That's an interesting um, take. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, here's so here's my thing again this episode is also just going to be me being a tourist on twitter for one week and then talking about how i went to twitter like people who come back from europe for the summer are talking about, oh when i was in europe i mean oh when i was on twitter but i saw people on twitter being like if you don't like young leia you're a bigot and that's the only reason i don't have a problem with young leia but let me throw this out here there's two things that are like storytelling tropes that i tend to take a long time to warm up to if at all there's dream sequences and there's seeing characters i like as kids um so i'm you know i'm a hard sell on that for sure that said performance is great and i really think you know they talk about her being trapped on that planet like kind of kept not prisoner but they're not they don't want anyone to know she's there they don't want anyone figuring out who she really is so she's like stuck there and you kind of get the impression of like this super smart like homeschooled kid who doesn't get out and see the world. I mean, she's like shocked at the other planet and stuff. Um, and I, I really, I think that it's, it's very crazy that an actor of that age is, is able to portray like that sort of sheltered brilliance where like intellectually she is operating at a super high level, but like boots on the ground. She has only been to like her backyard. Um, I mean, I do. I think I chafe a little bit at like how much like adult Leia she is, just because I like to believe that I've changed a lot since I was ten. But maybe I haven't. I'm doing a Star Wars podcast, so clearly that's not necessarily true. But I I thought that that performance was really good, and getting that window into her her upbringing was really cool. And I kind of like the fact that she's like a bit of a know it all. Like, I, I feel like we all kind of, at one point in our education, knew another student in our class or whatever that was just, like, brilliant. And I think your gut reaction, or, well, maybe there's some saints out there that this is not true of. But, like, your gut reaction can kind of be to, like, find that, like, be a little standoffish towards that, maybe out of envy or whatever. But I really like this idea that, like, yes, she's the smartest kid in the room. But as we see later, she's also possessed of, like, an incredible compassion. And just because someone is, like, super, super smarter than you doesn't mean that their heart isn't also well-developed or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think well, my mm-hmm. theory is the 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 thing that maybe introduces um, Kid Leia to audiences on the wrong foot could be like how on the nose the music is when she's running through the woods and stuff and how like precocious and freewheeling. I don't know, but well, I thought she did thing, a great job. 
so I I since Bad Batch where Omega was introduced mm-hmm. and you and I shared a similar like seriously. I know. Why, we were so we wrong. This? Yeah. So and wrong. I'll since, be the first to admit. Since that, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give this person the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and kind of go that I the 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 switch in episode one from Tatooine to Alderaan had no transition whatsoever. So like when it when it did happen, no. I'm like Okay, I guess we're on Alderaan now. Yeah, which... I was like, oh god, we're not at Galaxy's Edge, are we? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was I, they they kind of like shoved it in there, but mm-hmm. also like it's the device they needed to get Obi Wan off the planet, right? We knew Obi Wan yeah. was going to get off the planet. Yeah. What are the things that are going to do it? A Jedi and help? No, the guy is like broken. So yeah. you know, a good I, a good a good tool for them to to use for that specifically and then the thing i'll add with um the young actress's performance is it's definitely something that you would see of and i a movie or a play doesn't really come to mind of this of somebody with money thinking that that can solve all of their problems Mm. and being like where's the army right you know daddy warbucks is gonna solve well that's and he's not a great example but um money's gonna solve all of these things it's gonna bail economy mo- out am i right that's really good yeah. um it's gonna all of those problems are gonna be kind of uh like wished away because stuff like that doesn't happen i do also like that they're we know luke's upbringing we know kind of Luke looks to the twin sons and, you know, once more, and he has these friends that are all leaving and stuff like that. Um, it's interesting. The context they're providing for Leia of like, her only friend is this weirdo droid. Um, yeah. Lola. That, <clears throat> that I'm sure you'll be able to buy. Uh, already, the they already the- announced the toy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, a fine droid, you know? Um, yep. It's it's a cool droid for a kid, um, but it's interesting context that they're, they're doing because yep. they're they're kind of showing that like loneliness, that longing for more that you know Luke um, was doing as like a nineteen year old, um, and it's also cool for them that conversation in Episode One that Bale has twice basically with Obi Wan of like you owe it to both of them like you don't owe it just to the boy you owe it to her you swore to protect both of them yeah but i'm also like you ain't got yoda's phone number um interesting yeah <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it, it it was a i mean it was a very compelling argument i mean i think if you go back in the archives of this podcast i was probably railing against obi-wan leaving tatooine as soon as they announced it was going to be a series i was like well they're gonna make them leave they're probably gonna make them fight darth vader um which were both both of those things feel like a huge affront to the canon or whatever but i think as star wars has proven time and time again there's plenty of wide open canvas between major events and very little to negate things you know nothing nothing is negated i mean all darth vader is as is when last we met you know and i haven't felt that presence since blah 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 you know no no dates are given 
and yeah, it, it was it was a compelling reason for him to leave. I think that coupled with the the murder of the Jedi who comes to him for help, I think it is a combination of these two things that that lead him off planet. Yeah, I mean it's it's com- they do a compelling job of explaining why he is leaving. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a very good first episode. Um, yeah, and the... McGregor did a great job of of acting that part. Uh, a lot of now, great expression acting going on. Oh, for sure. What did you think of that monologue with uh, the uh, Grand Inquisitor to start the to start the episode? It was great, and I got to tell you, I you know I think I chased at the appearance of the Grand Inquisitor in the trailer and stuff. But I think River Friend is nailing it. Um, he's nailing it. I'm loving it. And I'm loving his like interactions with Riva. Um, I, yeah, I really enjoy the adaptation of the character. I feel like he's bringing the sort of essence that Jason Isaacs brought to it into live action. And yeah, it was, it was a good model. It was cool. And then I love Riva interrupting it. Um, yeah, I'm just going to throw out there like Riva's the best part of the show for me right now. Um, it's, it's, which is super exciting because it, you know, it brings me back to like Clone Wars where, when you first get into Clone Wars, it's sort of one of these things where it's like they entice you further with nods to established Star Wars that you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, there's like Boba Fett here, there's Mandalorians or whatever. But as it goes on, you begin to latch on to these like original characters. And it becomes like a big deal when Ventress shows up or Embarrassed Offie shows up or when Cad Bane shows up and you learn to love these new characters that they kind of sneak in front of you because you're coming for like, oh, Ian McGregor, wow, wow, wow. But man, Mose Ingram is killing it. She's got, it makes me, like when she's just parkouring or whatever in that second episode, she has this like single-minded determination and this poise that like the, the best way I can think to explain it is I think Adam Driver really brilliantly brought to his performance of Kylo Ren this sort of, half effective posturing where he is clearly trying to be something he's not and he's failing at putting on that sort of menace and that bravado and that thing that he is trying and failing to convey Riva is conveying and just effortlessly has uh awesome awesome loving the character yeah i mean there um i saw some takes on twitter of they're giving her the Rogue One treatment of creating this great, great character, and then you're just gonna wipe her out yeah. at the end at the end of the season. Or I think some people talked about that with Solo and the crew that Han rolls with to to oh, at the middle yeah, point yeah. of at the middle point of like you're going through all oh, of this. No, and... not the four armed little John Favreau monkey guy. We loved him. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I I, I agree. I think that she's a great, great character. Now let's get to um, Haja, uh, Camille Nagyani's yes. character, um, who I think um, minute for minute probably was the highlight for me has been a highlight so far. Um, it has some of the best lines, a- absolutely. Now let's let's get into so he is a trickster um, and he is lying. He's a Jedi. He's using magnets. Um, he has a kid who I didn't look up the kid's name on Wikipedia, uh, but the actor is on a TV show called Home Economics. So he also has a sitcom and is doing relatively well. 
but we get we we see Haja basically trick this um, mother's son who are trying to get off planet because the sun is um, force sensitive. Now, have you seen anything about this scene at all? Like, do you, do you recall the kid's name? No, I know. I remember that they're going to Corellia, which well, they got they got Empire and Corellia, but whatever. <clears throat> well, that uh, character is Corin. Oh boy! Which okay, so Corin um, is oh, Corin a Corin is Corin is Corin. Oh, Corin, the squid people. Corin is a Star Wars Legends character. Is um, a character that was an ex, like he was a pirate, and he marries into a pirate family. He's one of the Jedi that first starts in Jedi and Luke's Jedi Academy, and he's like with Kyle Katarn and all of those people. His mm. big thing is he like can't do any of the cool force stuff. Um, so he can't like move anything. The only thing he can kind of do is like he can fight, he can deflect, and then he's really good as a pilot. Um, but his whole backstory, he's from Corellia. So uh. they're all of these kind of nods um to, you know, oh, Corin Horn is gonna be this, but you know, he's gonna get <laughs> he's gonna join Luke's Jedi Academy and then get wiped out. Or he, you know, will eventually because he joins as he joins Luke as an adult. That's kind of like, you know, uh, catching up on things and isn't as like advanced as like the kids in those books. But like he's a very he's a very big character in a, a lot of those legends books. So a lot of people um, were freaking out about that. Um, and he's he's one of the better characters for sure. I mean, he's <clears throat> certainly not. My, my favorite Jedi from all of those is this Jedi Seba Sebatian, who's kind of like a Trandoshan. They like have this special species um, where if there's somebody that's force sensitive, it's all from the same like nest. So it's like these four of the same type of like lizard species that, and she's the one that trains Leia in the force. But it is interesting that they're kind of doing these nods of these slow rollouts to kind of see you know where where that character comes out or broomstick kid whenever they name broomstick kid i don't know it's we're, we're never going to see anything from it but it was uh definitely uh oh my gosh i can't believe they did that when i was reading some of these character names yeah um, interesting yeah i had no idea yeah but that's my uh, and having no idea that reference took nothing away from my viewing experience <laughs> uh yeah i, I had I had I had no idea until then. I was like, "Oh, um, cool, 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 cool." So, yeah. I mean, that character um, Haja is awesome. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember the line between Riva and Haja. Like, "You're as good as they say." Yeah. What's the bounty on me now? Two one million, million. Two million. One, one million. Two million credits. Um. You know, now I will say, and again, I, nothing but love for Haja. I listened to another movie podcast, the hosts of which are consummate gentlemen. We never call them haters. They're consummate gentlemen, not trolls, yada, yada. And I've heard on that podcast, one of them talk about like an issue they have with Last Jedi 
is the quippiness to them dates the movie. Like they feel like there's a lot of like, I guess at that time, what, 2017, 2018, 2018 language, 2018 bits and gags or whatever, quippiness, quirkiness, the Marvel kind of wink and, and quip. Um, sure. I could see if that was something that irked you being a little irked at some of the Hodges stuff, but totally worked for me. I mean, I bought like, this dude is just like freaking Han Solo over here. I mean, he's, he's a con man, but he's got, you know, a heart of gold. He cons those people out of their money, but he does send them to safety. As um, of right now, though, would, as of right now. Yeah, so I guess that's, we true. don't know. That's yeah, we true. don't know where they're <laughs> being. Well, they said the planet they're being sent off to, but it wasn't one Did that they? I, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My streaming was crappy, so I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So they're being sent to some planet that I had not heard of before, mm-hmm. and uh, Dayun, um was the, the planet that um, they're on. Yeah. This, ep- uh, this episode completely. See, here new. I'm torn because I want Haja to have a heart of gold, right? But if he doesn't have a heart of gold and he sends them somewhere nefarious, maybe he will show up again, and I'll get to see him again, which I also really want to happen. That is a character I would love for that character to show up. I would love for that character to show up again. He definitely had that like solo kind of charisma to him that was that was very effective. And Camille's just great. We're gonna see a young DJ. Oh baby. (laughs) Yeah. Who was like a lot more trusting and uh I mean DJ a Star Wars story. And Obi Wan's just gonna clown him and he'll be like never again. Never again. DJ rule. Never again. The Never fact again. that his last line is just like, yeah, maybe. And he just dips maybe. out like, yeah, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Goodbye. I'm not going to come back in the third act. I'm just out of here. Oh, God. Whatever, man. Last Jedi's great. Last Jedi's great. DJ rules. Kenobi's fun. I'm loving it. Yeah, so... We've been recording for a while, but I feel like the discourse is pretty good on it. Um... I don't so the the big finale of the episode two is Obi Wan right. finds out that Anakin's alive, PTSD, yep. and then Reva like <coughs> just murks, absolutely annihilates the Grand Inquisitor. Well, I mean she pokes uh, him real good. She pokes him real good. Oh, um I, I assume he's alive. Yeah, I assume he's alive, too. I assume he's alive, and I assume that he'll end up in a back to tank, so he'll be, like, out of... Com- well, you and I have talked about this, and he'll be out of commission, and that'll be kind of Reva's ticking clock. Because, like, when he wakes up, he's going to be like, oh, she stabbed me. Yeah, well, I guess you can't really tell a... Um... Yeah, that's... I mean, that's, that's Well, also, also, though, yeah, I do wonder, who's going to tell? Was he going to tell Darth Vader on her? What's Darth Vader going to do? It'll probably choke him. So yeah, but know. also, the other Inquisitors, at least... Well, the fifth <clears throat> brother hates her. Yeah, um... very clearly. But I think she can pretty well. We have no idea who she, who she can take. We know that the fifth brother is a clown, um, and a clown who well no yeah no, no spoilers. A clown who survives is who well, survives another yeah. seven yeah who survives another seven years yeah <laughs> um yeah so what direction um is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with these two episodes? no no i guess i feel like i have to backtrack and reiterate my comments on earlier about not wanting to talk about all this vitriol out there and just reiterate that i'm not trying to say it doesn't exist and i don't believe it's horrible i just i don't want to amplify it and i worry that it gets more traction um 
when people are trying to refute it. It's just like not an argument. They're not making an argument. They're just being bad people. There's no argument against them because they're not making an argument. They're just being schmucks. Um, and that, so I don't know. That comment was, was in no way meant to brush aside that vitriol and, and how terrible that is. And I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I really shouldn't have gotten on Star Wars Twitter for a week. Um, next episode, I will have no Twitter takes whatsoever because I won't have been on it. Uh, but yeah, I thought these two episodes were really cool. I think it was smart of them to release both because I think episode one is, is pretty understated and it's kind of like a slow burn character thing where you have to show like, this is his boring, boring, boring life. And we really have to drive home how boring and sad it is. And then we have to give him a reason to break free of it. So I think like on the one hand, I'm bummed because now it's only going to last five weeks and it'll be over sooner. But I think it was a smart move doing one and two together. I thought they complemented each other really well um, and ended at somewhere really compelling. Oh, yeah, I I would agree 100%. I, if it, episode one had ended, I would have been, like, speculating. I would have been, like, seriously, like, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? Kind of knowing that episode three is going to be Adventures of Obi-Wan and Leia, and then from there... You have you literally have no idea. Like they're going to this planet, you have no idea what's happening on this planet. Mm-hmm. And then from the trailers, right? Like the trailers that they've shown were all of Episode One. The only thing is, there's a scene where Reva is like batting back um, blaster fire, but that's like literally the only thing. No one. Seen. I think you see the shot of him when Reva is telling him Anakin's alive. That close up of him. I think they show that in the trailer as well. But yeah, as far as like you're saying, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the trailer gets beyond that second episode, which is something I'm thrilled about. You know, it's always exciting to not have an idea what's coming next. Mm-hmm. At least for us, sounds like you know some other folks are keen to to sniff out any leads they can get. For sure, for sure. But I'm too scared. Um, all right, so we're gonna end there. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, po- poboyspodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram and Twitter is at poboyspodcast. Um, yes. I posted some pictures, I'll po- probably post some more pictures um, on Twitter. Maybe I'll post some stuff on Instagram. Yep, um, and since recording this episode, I have received feedback on the Oh Boys You Can Oh Boys theme song. Wow, that legit startled me, but I loved it. Okay. So thank you, fans. High praise, high praise. Yep. All right. Uh, see you. Well, we're going to record. We're going to watch this episode tomorrow, but what? it's okay. It's okay. All right. Uh, see you later. Bye.